Hey everyone, thanks for listening. A quick note on content for this episode early on in the episode, and we also call it out right beforehand, but there's a brief discussion of the uh, 2003 sexual assault of Brendan Fraser. Uh, Just a heads up on that. Uh, Other than that, we hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening as always. This is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. We have a breaking story at the Bay Bridge. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows where he's from. But everybody knows where he's headed. Watch out for that! Walt Disney Pictures presents there's five apes out there. Which one are we taking to Vegas? The incredible true story. Checkmate. The one who's playing chess. Of ape. Ow. <laughs> Tuki. Go find George. <laughs> Tuki Tuki. Another mimosa, Mr. Tuki Tuki? Tuki Tuki. The lovely Ursula. You've been head over heels for that ape ever since you brought him here. You're right. <laughs> I love him. And George. Tuki Tuki. Ape kidnapped? So supernatural experience, go. I had a supernatural experience, and I think it's because God heard us talking about Bruce Almighty and was like, I'll show you how I don't come visit you. (laughs) Corporeally. Which which ironically is the plot of Bruce Almighty. (laughs) Okay, so... I don't know how this happened, but I I pinched a nerve in my back when I was asleep. I've had, Mm. I I, I guess I sleep kind of weird. I have a king-size bed, so I sleep in the middle of it and roll around, and I don't know where I end up in the morning, but that's just the way that I sleep. And I pinched Mm. a nerve. I couldn't move side to side without being dizzy, so I learned that that had something to do with, like, uh my vertebrae and the nerves in my vertebrae and i was like freaking out i was contacting our friend rati gupta because she's my emergency contact and she's the only person that can use webmd without going to like your dying without panicking yeah yeah yes Uh, and also by the way uh as we're recording today's her birthday i know happy birthday birthday, rati Rati. (laughs) so i sat there and i was like god girl i need your help i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm scared this is gonna be permanent help me out and I think she heard me because the YouTube algorithm brought me <laughs> brought me to some exercises that help with these kinds of things. So I was like, God is working with the YouTube algorithm to save me. She heard me. Okay, look, I'm going to be honest. When you texted me saying I had a supernatural experience, I really came in with higher expectations than a YouTube video. No, dude, because now I'm fine. I'm walking around. It was like four days where I couldn't do anything. And then the YouTube algorithm heard my prayer. So maybe God is YouTube or... That can't possibly be right. Around. 
you probably should have known better, a podcast where we celebrate comedy that maybe doesn't age well, except for today's episode, because we are talking about George of the Jungle. And uh, before we get into it, I just have to introduce my co-host, the ape by the name of Ape to my George, Tony Ginocchio. Just the, while you're off goofing around, I'm like off in the corner reading Infinite Jest or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that high praise indeed, Nadia, and and Nadia is absolutely right, folks. George of the Jungle, and we're talking about the live action adaptation from 1997, directed by Sam Weisman. Without question, one of the best movies we've ever watched yes, for the show. It's it's up there now as one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's it's just truly uh, tr- starring Academy Award nominee Thomas Hayden Church, uh, Leslie Mann, and in the role of Lifetime, uh, the one, the only, uh, just an incredible actor all around, Brendan Fraser. Uh, what a beefcake in this movie. <laughs> just so, so fucking ripped. Uh, <laughs> and I would say, like, I will say about Brendan Fraser's performance, zero notes. Oh, no. Uh, it, he just, is incredible. And this this was his breakout role. This was before the mummy. Well, no, I would say I would argue that his breakout role was in Cino Man. Oh, sure, sure, yes. That's but this one was of his first faves. like leading role, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. was. Um, he. This was the movie <laughs> where he became both a star for the family, the family film, and a sex symbol. I just like two birds in, two birds an incredible perform that that deserves it a hundred percent and when we say george of the jungle of course we're talking about a, a movie that is based on the 1967 uh television animated series by bill scott and jay ward who also created rocky and bullwinkle um so just another brilliant work of comedy um, just like this movie. Nadia, uh, I, I, you know, we'll talk about how much we look. Like, this is just great. I just had so much fun watching this. Yes! Um, and uh, let, can you, can you kind of, st- it's a tight 90 minutes, love that. Can you just step the audience through the plot for us? Well, it is a classic story <laughs> of a rich heiress who goes into the depths of Africa to see something called the white ape. No one knows what it is. No one's seen it, but they've heard it. The white ape turns out to be a hunky hunky man played by Brendan Fraser named George, who lives in a treehouse, who was marooned there after a, a plane crash in his youth. Oceanic Air 814 uh crashes in the heart of africa and leaves george there yes and he is raised by an ape named ape and uh is like the coolest guy he saves everybody from peril he helps monkeys that are being teased by the other monkeys and eventually of course falls in love with this heiress named leslie mann i forgot her character's name and Uh, ursula stanhope (laughs) ursula stanhope and of course Unfortunately, Ursula has a really shitty fiance who crashes the party, ruins everything, and accidentally shoots George. He ends up going to jail 
George ends up going back to San Francisco. This is 1990s San Francisco, so it's the greatest city in the world. (laughs) And he goes back and can't really adjust to San Francisco, but realizes that he loves Ursula so much. He has some of his own little adventures, saves some people from peril because he's a hero. Protector of the weak, defender of the innocent, all-around good guy. The greatest guy ever. Leslie Mann decides she also loves him back but her mom has other plans <laughs> it's a great movie i won't spoil the ending because we will be talking about it i had probably the most fun during any of this quarantine when i was watching this movie it's just outstanding film start to finish folks it is streaming on disney plus right now um so just go watch it um, but, uh, the reason why I picked it, this one was my pick, is because at the beginning of this season, I was putting together our list, and, uh, and, you know, this season we are only doing movies that landed in the top ten, uh, for box office totals for their respective year, and I could not believe that this was one of them. Uh, but it was. This film was a huge hit. It made $174 million. It was the tenth highest grossing film of 1997. Uh, and, you know, I saw it when it came out. And then this was probably, like, the second time I saw it. And, like, as the as I'm going through the movie, these lines are just coming back to me in a rush. The cotton breathes came yeah. back. The, they, they were overcome with awe came back. Um, which ape are we taking to Vegas? The one who's playing chess. <laughs> it's uh, just the, laugh after laugh after laugh. I have to say that it's likely because two women wrote it. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yes, possibly. Um, and uh, and and the other thing, you know, so so when we say, you know, oh this movie, uh, we celebrate movies that have aged poorly. I wouldn't say it's necessarily aged poorly. Everyone's forgot about it. Um, yeah, I, it's unfortunate because it I think it's better than most things that people still praise as a yeah. classic. And it is a like slapsticky comedy for children. But it is, I think, in, in that respect, very true to the original cartoon mm-hmm. and uh, extremely funny if you like laughing at big, dumb things like I do. Me too. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Fraser uh, fucking gave it his all in this performance, not only um, delivering, I think, an outstanding performance as George, uh, but uh, according to Wikipedia, did his own stunts, which uh, required him to undergo several surgeries under the over the next seven years. Yeah, uh, he had to get a knee replacement, among other things. Um, and that's kind of I, you know I don't want to go dark right away, but kind of the 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 sadder part of this story is is Brendan Fraser, who is this huge movie star. Um, you know, really saw his career diminish uh, once we got to the mid-2000s, and there were a few different factors that contributed to that, and none of them were good. No, no. And instead of former current events, since we went through 1997 in the Chasing Amy episode, which you can absolutely go listen to, it's great. It's about a lesbian written by a straight man. It's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to talk about Brendan Fraser's career because he deserves so much better. He did. He did. Have you seen, you've seen, I assume, the 1997 Mummy. Of course. I watched that in eighth grade for, like, social studies. (laughs) Yeah, A-plus film, no flaws. Have you seen, uh, just one other, um, Blast from the Past? That is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. It's so good. It's so good. It's so fucking good. He is so good. The thing is, is, you know, as as an actor, you want to elevate the script, and he just, like, sends it into the moon. He is yeah. so good every single time. 
so fucking good. But uh, sorry, now now to the sad part. Now Can we to talk the yeah, about his I'm so sorry. Also, it, you know, if anybody it wants to just skip ahead, this does involve sexual assault. Yeah, we'll put we'll put a trigger warning up front too. Just, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and skip ahead. But um, there was a time where before the Me Too movement where if anybody spoke out against somebody who is higher up in whatever association or fucking union or agency or whatever did something shitty, you were usually blacklisted as an actor. And this is unfortunately what had happened to Brendan Fraser. Uh, In 2003, at a party at the Beverly Hills Hotel, the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, uh, Phil Becker, uh, assaulted Brendan Fraser at a party just in front of a bunch of people and uh it really scarred him and he was like in talks to play superman which was the brendan routh movie uh before it was supposed to go to who's that guy brian singer oh the director yeah yeah so it was it was it was was gonna go to brett ratner which (laughs) you know what happened to that guy and um he was in talks for all of that but it all kind of fell apart and then he just didn't work for a really long time yeah, it's the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is a weird organization. That's that's the group that gives out the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, and uh, as I would we say, all know, this year they based, based the, on the Golden Globes <laughs> have some interesting taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, no, I really think Emily in Paris uh, turned in an A plus performance this year. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know. It, it, this assault kind of coincided around the same time that Frazier got divorced. Um, his mother passed away. He suffers from depression. Uh, and, uh, you know, he just a lot of um, awful things happening uh, all in sequence. Uh, it's certainly the primary one being, like, the industry deciding to turn its back on him um, yeah. because he wanted to actually speak out against a shitty thing that another man had done. Um, and if you watch George of the Jungle today, you're like, this This man should still be on the A-list. Oh, 100%. Um, I, the, it, the thing is, though, is he is back in his own way. He's playing smaller character actor roles in uh, smaller dra- dramatic TV series. So he is working now, but he's not somebody that is, you know, the first person anybody's going to call. And I think that's really unfortunate because he really is a star. Really big star. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think what you said really is a great point, which is that he elevates the material given. I think it's really easy for me to imagine a version of the George of the Jungle movie that sucked. Yeah, with Jim Carrey um, did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's easy for me to imagine a version of Blast from the Past that sucked, too. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But instead, and by the way, he plays two, I would say, very different characters in those <laughs> movies. <laughs> But, uh, but he, I mean, he just, he just does such a great job. He is so charming on the screen. You cannot help but love this movie. And it's also completely insane that the other two leads are Leslie Mann and Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah! Leslie Mann is so charming and lovely and not at all annoying for a heroine in a movie in the ingenue. And, uh, Thomas Hayden Church is somehow a likable villain. Just chews it up, just absolutely is like, I'm just going to have a blast with this. I love there also are... that his character's name is Lyle, and his yeah. iconic character from Wings is named Lowell. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dude, what is the deal with your character's names? 
It's uh, in, in fact like the only the only actor that, that hits different is the voice of Ape, who is John Cleese, who is now like an Islamophobic bre- Brexit guy. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> the only thing about this movie that hasn't aged well. Yeah, just, yeah, but um, <laughs> but I mean, this movie's just—I'm sorry, this movie's just good, and it's it's difficult to. Uh, imagine that this episode is going to go any way other than us just listing lines that we love. Oh, it's uh. so good. The other cool <laughs> thing that I found out is he and Rachel Weiss are into the idea of doing The Mummy 4. The okay. O- the only speculation that, or the only um, hesitation that he has is if it's going to be fun. Because he says, I'm not going to put my body through whatever I have to put my body through if it's yeah. not going to be a fun script. And I love that. That's great. So, um, I think we discussed um, after we recorded our last episode the proper term I was supposed to use. So I will say this: Rachel Weiss and the Mummy is a babe. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say before? I think I said slam piece. Yes, <laughs> I hated that. I hated that so much. Um, and uh, and so is Brendan Fraser, quite frankly. Yes, um, he says that he when he watches himself in this movie, he he says that's just a walking steak, and I agree. <laughs> it's well done. It's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and in, in George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser uh, for I would say ninety percent of the movie is in a loincloth and nothing else, a butt flap. Uh, uh, but, yes, a butt flap, as he calls it. <laughs> great gag, great gag. And uh, the other ten percent of the movie, he's in an Armani suit. But as he points out, he looks pretty, pretty darn, darn good. good. <laughs> <laughs> there is a scene where he has like his shirt open, like Fabio. We need to talk about that for at least half an hour. Oh, the horse scene. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I um, I rewinded and- it and played it three times. <laughs> The other um, great thing about this movie, before we get into the details, is, um, so if if you're at all familiar with the cartoon George of the Jungle, I mean, probably the main thing you're familiar with is the theme song, which is very, very catchy. Oh, yeah. George, George, George of the Jungle, strong as he can be, and then you hear George yelling, like that Tarzan yell, and then watch out for that tree, and he slams into a tree. <laughs> and by the 30-minute mark of this film, we've hit tree six. Yeah! Like... This this movie knows what the people want. It's so good. Every single time he runs into some something, I'm cracking up. Like as much as I fucking believe myself to be this person of great taste where I'm just like this movie is racist or this movie is sexist. If you put a man slamming into a tree in the movie at least 20 times, I will laugh. So funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know it's crude, but it's so it's funny. It's so good. Oh my god. Uh, well, it's you know, it's so nice to go into an episode in a good mood about the movie yeah. we watched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, this doesn't compare to just how pissed off you were for Shark Tale. I wasn't as pissed as you were, obviously. As our no, I was very, know. I was very mad at Shark Tale. <laughs> but this one was a lot of fun. Something I will definitely watch again in the future. Maybe once yeah. a year. I have some movies that I watch once a year to feel good. And they did, my understanding is they did make a sequel, but it did not have Brendan Fraser in it. It did not, no. And that okay. one is on Disney Plus, though. Okay, well, I'm not going to Why would you? Why would you? Watch Blacks from the Past instead. Yeah, exactly. That's on HBO Max. I watched it, oh, like, a week ago. <laughs> okay, good. Then um, I'm, I'm glad to know that's streaming, because I will watch that next. Um, it's, it's so good, man. So Alicia good. Silverstone, mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. Yeah, Untouchable. 
<laughs> anyway, okay, we got to focus on this movie and talk about how good it is. Oh, it's so um, fun. Animated <clears throat> opening sequence. Oh, and and one of the best parts of this movie, they brought back uh, the narrator. Oh, I the- love it. I used to watch Rocky and Bullwinkle, mm-hmm. and I forgot that there was a narrator in this movie. And when I heard his voice, it was like... I wanted a a frozen waffle from the freezer and I like could hear the ice cream man outside. Like I transported back to when I was nine. It was really, really awesome. Um, But yeah, so the narrator goes and tells us the history of George of the Jungle. Deep in the heart of Africa. And I'm telling you like outline of Africa, you have a section labeled the heart and the other sections are labeled like the sinuses (laughs) the 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 kidney like come on that's a great gag it's a great gag that one's for the parents um and uh and uh basically uh, the backstory is there was a plane crash um and they lost a baby and the baby uh, was raised by apes and he became george of the jungle this is all explained in the theme song along with uh george's friends who were the other series regulars ape the ape mm-hmm. uh tukey tukey the toucan um Ugh, and i love tukey Oh, Tukey's great. And then Shep, who is George's dog, who's actually an elephant. Uh, but George <laughs> thinks he's a dog. It's so, so um, Because it is 1997, um, I will say some of the visual effects uh, are clearly pretty dated. Um, the yeah. apes are people in ape suits. Uh, <laughs> Shep is some pretty chunky CGI. Uh, but I don't care. Um, no, no. The, the funny part about the ape, the people who are performing as apes, is they clearly are wearing very dark eyeshadow underneath, <laughs> <laughs> underneath the masks, and the masks have giant holes. So you just have like people eyes looking at you with very heavy Mac black uh, mascara on. Basically, I'm just like, okay, this is this is dated a little bit, but it's still really good. My favorite part, though, is Tony asked the question. We have an outline that we go by for the most part in the in for our pod. And his first point is, why is this Tony's favorite movie we've ever done? And I never really respond on this thing, but I wrote because it slaps. Next question. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Great theme song. Great intro. Uh, the theme song for this movie is covered by. The great 90s band, the Presidents of the United States of America. Is this a white uh, band? Because I don't know them. It is a it is a white person band from Seattle. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but they're very good. They sang uh, Lump. They sang Peaches. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're great. Um, anyways, uh, so we are introduced uh, not to George right away. We no. actually uh, are introduced to Leslie Mann's character, Ursula, who is on a safari. Yes. And... And then her fiancé just surprisingly shows up. Yeah, because he's a controlling asshole. <laughs> and he wears khaki, which every villain so far in all the movies we've watched <laughs> wears a lot of khaki. Um, he hates the jungle, mm-hmm. and he hates whatever his wife's job is fiance. or her interests She's are. not married yet, Oh, Tony. right. They're not. They're, they're right. They're, they're engaged. You're right. right. Yes. Um, yeah, he doesn't so like j- to be outside. You know, he's he's a guy who has a lot of employees. Yeah. He's one of those guys. And uh, he brought two poachers with him, I believe. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, is, who- one just speaks in a Cockney British accent, and the other one speaks in a New York, like, yeah, yeah, like Bronx accent. Yeah, East Coast American, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no explanation, and we don't need one. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But they're they're the kind of the the meat headed comic relief, uh, even though this movie is 
pretty solidly comedic all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a great, uh, great line here, which I, I remembered when, when I saw it, which is like, one of the poachers gets out and he's dressed in a leather jacket and he's just pouring sweat and the, the cockney guy gets out. He's like, didn't I tell you not to wear black leather in the jungle? Wear cotton. Cotton breathes. Yes, the poor guy's <laughs> chafing his ass off. <laughs> it's really great. So, But Ursula does not seem enthused that her fiancé is here, which begs the question, girl, why are you engaged to this man? We'll get into that. We'll get we'll get into that. Uh, and uh, so they they go exploring the jungle. They're with the porters. Um, Thomas Hayden Church's character Lyle is just condescending and borderline. I would say like racist, oh, right? Yeah, to the yeah. porters who are all Africans, and he thinks he can impress them with like, oh, I have a Polaroid camera, magic picture. <laughs> and then then the porter pulls out like a thirty five millimeter. <laughs> yeah, like a Nikon, like a really nice fucking thing with a flash on it and the whole thing, and it blinds him. Yeah, and the translator's like, he says he likes the magic pictures, but he prefers the resolution of the Leica 35. <laughs> and that's such a funny joke, it's I'm sorry. It's so good, it's so good. I, I love that we are in on the the joke that he's the one that's the problem, and not that it's a, like a racist thing and we're supposed to be on his side. Love that. There, there's so much um, that is, I think, especially for a movie that is aimed at children, Mm-hmm. Uh, there is so much that is bringing them in on the joke. Yes. Um, and, like, like there are a lot of, like, kind of break the fourth wall moments in this movie, right? Yes. Um, and then other, like, just really obvious jokes, but it's like the good guys get a laugh in on the bad guy, and they don't see it coming, and you do. Oh, as, I love as the audience that. Member. I love and that's, that. And that's awesome. And, it, like, one, one, early in the movie, one of my favorite lines here is when Lyle is glaring over at the porters and he says to Ursula, he's like, these guys probably think I suck. They're probably thinking of something evil to do to me. And then yeah. it cuts over to the porters. And they're like, speaking, we gotta do something evil to him. Yeah, speaking Swahili, <laughs> let's think of something evil to do to him. It's so good. It's so good. And, you know, uh, a lot of shitty things keep happening to Lyle. Like, he falls, you know, he falls all the time. He's yeah. being an asshole. But uh, he's had enough. He's had enough of being so, uh, being the laughing stock of everybody on this fucking safari. So he mm-hmm. takes Leslie Mann out into the jungle to find this thing that they're looking the for. mythical white ape. Nobody's seen it, but they hear it. They don't know what it is. And unfortunately, run into a lion instead. <laughs> and so Lyle immediately just bails, yeah. right? Yeah, so he, he runs away, but then he hits his head, and then he passes out. He he throws her to the lions, literally, yeah. and she doesn't know what to do, but then. <laughs> Swinging in on a vine. Looking hot as hell. Looking hot as hell. George of the Jungle slams into a tree. This is minute <laughs> 11, and it's like the third tree yeah. that's been hit. <laughs> and then we get easily my favorite fight scene in any movie i've ever seen george versus a lion just punches a lion in the face he he says first of all i was confused because i was like if he was trapped in the jungle how does he know the phrases here kitty 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 and neener 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 but we find out later it's because of his talking ape friend yeah ape ape taught him Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, but he knew all of the WWE wrestling moves. Yes. It was amazing. He, he bounces off a rubber tree like it's the ropes. Yes. And clotheslines the lion. 
and then then picks up the and again this is you know 1997 effects picks up the lion spins it on one finger like a basketball a full-size adult lying and says george not even trying hard it's so stupid, but it's so likable. He's so good. And eventually he throws the lion far away into the jungle. And then, go! oh my god, a second lion comes. But don't worry. He swings on a vine. He says, saves Leslie Mann, and they swing away to his, I mean, this is a cool treehouse. You've heard tree of it. But, but on the way there, just to clarify, on the way there, they hit tree number four, minute 13. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she passes out. She hits herself on the head, of course. Uh, and you've heard of cottage core, but you have not heard of jungle core <laughs> because George's treehouse is fucking sick. That's <laughs> Taylor Swift's next album. Uh, <laughs> jungle core. Jungle core. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And uh, Leslie Mann wakes up in a, a beautiful bed because George has a bed. He has a mattress for some reason. And. <laughs> An ape, a giant ape, is bringing her breakfast in bed. And she like freaks wearing, out. <laughs> wearing glasses. Yeah. Holding, holding a fully cooked breakfast on, like, a serving tray. Yeah, very proper. And she obviously freaks out because she's like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? I'm dreaming. This is obviously a dream. I hit my head. I have a concussion. This yeah. is crazy. But and she faints, right? Yeah, yeah she faints yeah. because she hears the ape talk. Yeah. Ape named and ape. And so... George comes back, he, you know, starts, um, he's like, oh, gosh, Ursula fainted, and he starts, you know, uh, giving her cold compresses, and then, uh, I mean, let's just say, he sees that she has titties. Yeah, yeah, he was, you know, he's wiping her down because she has a fever, Yeah, and uh, something's going on there, and John John Cleese the ape explains that she's the female of his species. Yeah, and, uh, George is like, well, you mean George and Ape, not brothers? And he's like, well, we're brothers in a way, George. We're members of the primate family. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is the first human George has really met uh, as an adult. Yeah. And she's hot. So good for him. <laughs> uh, she she eventually uh, comes to... Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is where I made the note, Fraser is so jacked. Uh, she, <laughs> yes! <laughs> he is she she comes to and he uh introduces her to ape the ape Mm -hmm. and uh and to his dog shep they play fetch with a giant like tree trunk yes uh just some really kind of wacky cgi and basically like kind of what i would uh say here is ursula basically starts falling for him immediately yeah he is a guy who hasn't been corrupted by misogyny and he's like lovely and loving to everybody in his life it's very sweet i too would be smitten he's very yes he's very pure of heart Mm -hmm. um and so and his uh, jungle house has an elevator i I don't know (laughs) come on for an heiress from san francisco that i mean that's pretty good yeah and then uh, he he continues to win her over because uh, you know as we said he's he's the defender of the weak and protector of the innocent like he he stands up for a small monkey who's getting bullied by larger monkeys yeah that guy i think that that's the voice of abu from aladdin oh like, really i think so it sounds i tried to find it on imdb i thought all, these monkeys that are in this movie are very experienced 
the one the one that he helped was a monkey that was in Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura Two. There was another one that was in like a bunch of movies, uh, like Night Night at the Museum. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What these about these guys what's work a the lot? The one that comes the one that comes out of the guy's ass in Bruce Almighty. Which monkey is that? He he was the one that was also Marcel from Friends. Oh really? <laughs> is it is it weird that I know all of the careers of these fucking monkeys? <laughs> No, no, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Monkey's got to work too. I, well, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I wonder yeah. who who gets but, paid for those. <laughs> but um, you know, he he continues to win Ursula over. I mean, this is a short movie, so <laughs> things kind of move pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So this is... monkey is getting teased by his other monkey friends, yeah. who they're like, "You're the runt," and then George gets the lion that he fought probably from before to intimidate the little li- the little monkey friends and the monkey does a little George of the Jungle roar and scares him off and all the monkeys are so happy and yeah. they treat him so well and George is so happy and Leslie Mann is like creaming her underwear. <laughs> Dripping wet. <laughs> Dripping wet. And so um, it, it, that's the other thing is like Leslie Mann has also very quickly resigns herself to like, well, I guess this is just where I live for the rest of my life. Oh, like, 100%. You know? She loves that. She also would not say the word fiance. She was just like, my fee, the guy that I came with. She immediately yes. was yes. like, fuck that guy. <laughs> just immediately changes gears. Um, there's a cute scene where he tries to teach her how to swing on a vine. So cute. Um, and that gets us to minute 27 where we hit trees five and six. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then, uh, you know, while she's off taking a bath or something, I don't remember what she she's sleeping. doing. She's sleeping. She's sleeping. Okay, George takes Ape aside and he says, and this line does feel different, I would say, in 2021. But he says, tell George how to make Ursula George's mate. Yes, but before that, he innocently says he has a stirring of special feelings. So it's not oh, okay. creepy. It's a, okay. <laughs> but but the movie wins me back right away because Ape is like, no problem, I'll just teach you standard ape mating techniques. Yes, you gotta puff out your cheeks. You gotta yeah, throw jut- some leaves. Yeah, you gotta jut out your chin and show your top teeth and yeah. bang your chest. And yeah. George is like, great, are you sure this will work? He's like, absolutely absolutely so there's this uh there's this scene at a a beauty or they're hanging out by a waterfall or as the narrator calls it a very expensive waterfall (laughs) set that's a great gag i'm sorry that's that's a great line um and like bismarcky or whatever is playing in the background yeah and then he he goes and does that ritual and leslie man is like are you okay what's going on he it's like time to make the move and he just starts puffing out his cheeks (laughs) it's so good and she eventually excuses herself because she's a little bit freaked out yeah. admitting her so. her hair by the way looks great for being in the jungle uh for days this bitch has mascara and lipstick on how <laughs> how who, what that sh- no way what happened uh. <coughs> so we 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 see that she's having a great time we forget of course that there are other people in the jungle with her that are looking for her i would rather stay on her and george but there are there is a b plot and so we have to go to Lyle and the porters and his horrible little miscreant people that are yes. poachers. Uh, yeah, his poachers. But, but 
one of my maybe my favorite scene in the movie is where Lyle trips and falls in elephant poop. Yes. Uh, and again, this is this is bringing the kids in on the joke. This is making everyone feel smart and good. The bad guys are losing. The good guys are winning. Yes. The porter looks directly at the camera and says, "Bad guy falls in poop." Classic element of physical comedy. Now comes the part where we all throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> then they all do it. It's so good. It's so good. And uh, eventually they find George they, and they're hiding they, in, in the shadows. They don't want to actually see, show themselves. And the, right, they, the, they reach the treehouse. Did we do the dance scene? Did that already happen? Because um, what happens is Ursula and George are hanging out at the treehouse. And Ursula, I think, gives George like her engagement ring. No, no, no. She gives him a ring that she found in a cereal box. I, oh, okay. I lo- it was on her right hand. It was pink. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they, they dance. George is like, want to dance? And she she says, no, I'd feel embarrassed. And he says, what? What mean embarrassed? And you're like, oh, this is it. George, George doesn't feel shame. He, he doesn't have embarrassment. He's uninhibited. He's just fully himself. And so they dance with each other around the campfire that uh. night. And there's apes playing maracas. <laughs> it's so sweet. Very Girls, sweet. get you a guy who dances. <laughs> and this is where this this is where Lyle finds them is at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and the porters are looking at their looking at him through the scope of their fucking gun. And <laughs> one of the guys says that he's a man. You dragged me all the way out here to look at some guy in a leopard skin bikini. If I wanted to see that, I'd have stayed in Miami. <laughs> 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 Uh, okay, so that joke's like an A minus, but yeah, the yeah. rest of the movie's very good. Yeah. Uh, so they find Ursula and George. Uh, basically, Ursula doesn't want to leave. Right, they're no. hiding. Yeah. Um, Ursula's not happy that Lyle abandoned her when she was about to be eaten by a lion. Yeah, and then he uh, gaslights her because he's like, "No, no, no! I was fighting the lion the whole time. You were just so mm-hmm. terrified. You don't remember." Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so a uh, fight breaks out, and, and essentially what happens is Lyle shoots George with a gun. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, and it's kind of funny because Ursula decides to nurse George back to health and take him back to San Francisco. Yeah. Lyle, Lyle ends up in jail in Africa, and we have an absolutely fucking hilarious visual gag. <laughs> Yeah, they have a bunch of people in a lineup. Like Africa, like Zulu tribesmen. Yeah, and they're just panning the camera across, and then they end up at Thomas Hayden Church, who's like kind of hiding behind another guy. And they're like, like, "Oh yeah, it was that guy." It was that guy. And then they all start laughing at his ass. It was really great, but unfortunately, the talking ape named Ape was discovered, and the porter or the uh, poachers are out for that ape they need to they need him so that they can go start a business in show business right they're gonna they're gonna take him to vegas well they're basically gonna do like king kong right they're yeah. gonna take him to vegas uh and show him off to crowds um so all of that said we're back in san francisco the greatest act- city in the world <laughs> we're in act two <laughs> um and uh and George is just crashing at Ursula's place. Um, we have, just like Big, we have another scene where a man presses every button in the limo. 
Yes, he turns on the music, he turns on the AC, he's uh, doing his animal call. No animals come. It's San Francisco, Mm -hmm. bud. The only thing that you're probably going to get is like a rat. Uh, (laughs) And he can't keep up with the car. So, and uh, she takes him back to her place. Mm -hmm. And he is, uh, he's, you know, he's like, this is a really nice tree house you have. It's very, it's very high up. It has good views. Yeah. And And, uh, the cutest and sweetest scene happens here where uh, she tells him uh, that she's going to bed and she's like, do you want to come and sleep in here? And he's like, no, I'm going to sleep in the balcony. And then he says, sleep sweet, Ursula. (laughs) It's so sweet. It's very sweet. Uh, Uh, So my favorite scene is the next scene, uh, which is where her best friend comes over. um, My favorite too. Yeah, who's this jungle man you found? Which <laughs> who's this jungle? She comes in. Who's this jungle man you found? And then they both turn and ah, because George just stepped out of the shower and he's naked and he's like, oh, that waterfall is very hot or whatever. Yeah, um, and he slipped on this slippery yellow rock, which was soap, right, just a bar of soap. And uh, and so Ursula's like, oh god, okay, let's give you a, a book to cover your junk with, you know, stuff like that. Tony, you're she- t- you're totally telling it wrong because she said, let me get you this big book. Like yeah, exactly. Let me get you this <laughs> this giant uh, like coffee Text. table yeah. like full-size landscape painting book yeah. um to put over your enormous hog and <laughs> no, i hate the word hog and so uh and then you go in my room you you get some clothes on and her friend says well i see why they made him king of the jungle because yeah. of his huge hog <laughs> oh my god and then he puts on one of her dresses and he looks yeah. hot in it and uh <laughs> It's a very, like, 2019 look. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, like, when guys were wearing rompers uh, for some reason... Uh, he he looks like that. He's he, he, look. He pulls it off for some reason, Tony. That was a look. It was good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So so he dresses up like a lady, and because he doesn't know about gender roles, and then the narrator comes in. Yes, which is my favorite. <laughs> and he says, "Being of conservative mind regarding gender roles, Ursula takes George to a local haberdasher, which is yeah. Neiman Marcus." Yeah. <laughs> takes him to Neiman Marcus and uh and is like and the king of the jungle was thrilled to learn that he and he's putting on his suit that he looked pretty good in Armani and George looks right at the camera through the mirror and says pretty darn good yeah he does <laughs> uh, the other big gag from that scene that I loved is that he freaks out because there's three other versions yes. of him and he discovers his long lost brothers in the mirror, yes. It's such a good throwaway line. It's just so good. It's just so good. The writing is amazing. And it's not, it's like, it's it's positive. Like, I, yeah. I just feel like it's not coming at anyone's expense except for Lyle. And Lyle is is explicitly stated at the beginning of the film, this is the bad guy. But then <laughs> yeah. also the narrator says at the beginning of the film, don't worry, nobody dies in this film. Yeah. So, so it's just it's it's just a, a win all around plot wise um lyle is in jail in africa and apparently <laughs> ursula and lyle have their engagement party tomorrow yeah she just like isn't worried about it she's like oh yeah it's tomorrow i would totally it, be freaking out 
it is incredible how nonchalant she be. I guess it's like if you live in the jungle for a couple days, maybe you're like, maybe I am losing my worldly attachments. But it's like <laughs> amazing how nonchalant she is about everything that has happened to her. Yes, and but when we finally meet her parents. <clears throat> oh my god, I'm sorry. That's when fine. we finally meet her parents, we find out where she was coming from before she ended up in the forest and why she, or the forest, the jungle, and why she needed to end up in the jungle. Her parents are played by Matthew Perry's dad and um, what is her name? I wrote it down. Oh, and her, her mom is played by Holland Taylor from, mm-hmm. from Legally Blonde slash Sarah Polson's wife. And uh, they are pretty hoity-toity. They yeah. have a giant mansion on a giant estate. I don't even think it's in San Francisco. It's probably somewhere in Marin County mm-hmm. or maybe by the vineyards. And uh, they are, her, her mother especially, are adamant about her ending up with Lowell. Lyle. Sorry. Yeah. I, I was just watching Wings like a few months ago with Lyle. <laughs> And, uh, and they and, and so yeah so they so they're horrified by the news that her rich hoity-toity fiance is still in Africa mm-hmm. and then uh, they meet George uh, and are horrified but or no George is still at her place at this point right yeah yeah they're she... horrified that she met someone in the jungle <clears throat> yeah she is um. Not really coming forward with, like, any other information besides, like, I brought somebody back from the jungle and Lyle is in jail. Just absolutely horrified. They said, you know, you still have to come to your engagement party. It doesn't matter that he's not here. We'll say that you're sick or that he's sick, whatever, but you have to be here. And while that's all happening, George is at her house and he's watching TV. (laughs) He's a commercial. And he sees a commercial where these two people, not the brother and sister. Not the brother and sister from the Folgers ad. But two people (laughs) drinking coffee and looking like they want to fuck. And he's like, hmm. That's how I do it. Yeah. So he goes to Ursula's pantry and gets a, there's a can of ground uh, chock full of nuts in there that he just eats. <laughs> he just stuffs his and whole mouth And he just gets fucking there. wired. He's running around. He's tearing through things. He's jumping kind of, on the couch. Yeah, classic 90s visual gag of uh, showing it on fast forward. Yes. Um, he's going so, Java, 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 Java. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he runs out into the street. He gets a job playing bongos in a dance class. <laughs> he's doing the uh, riff from uh, from Wipeout. Um, and then he goes uh, to McDonald's. He, yes. And then he uh, climbs the Bay Bridge. Yeah, but guess why? He's got to save a parachute guy. Yes. So this is, and this is clearly 90% of the film's budget. Yeah, oh, 100%. Also, this is the old Bay Bridge. So this is the Bay Bridge that when the 1989 earthquake happened, a piece of it fell. And by by that time, they had rebuilt it. So it had just recently, within the last, like, few years, had been reopened. So I think, you know, they were probably trying to make some money. The city was trying to make some money off of this. So they're like, let's feature this bridge. So he's climbing it, and there's a guy who was parachuting who got stuck on the bridge. And, And so George gets to the top of the bridge, and there's a loose cable. And again, looks at the another fourth wall, man. Looks at the camera and says, to swing or not to swing. <laughs> uh, and then uh, <clears throat> he looks down again, sees the guy, looks back at the camera. He's like, swing. 
and he swings down and he saves the parasailer and then he swings towards a boat in the bay and <laughs> whole crowd of people yelling in unison watch out for that smack <laughs> it's great and the the most exciting part is that this is being covered on the news and i know those new br- news broadcasters i grew up with them that is tara lynn joe and valerie perry <laughs> yeah what up bay area channel 2 ktvu and they broadcast this out that is how leslie mann sees that he is he left her apartment <laughs> and her her family's watching the entire city is watching this go down and she is on the boat where he crashed into and they hug and it's televised the yes. scandal the the drama the parents see it oh. uh, nightmarish so uh we cut back to africa uh the poachers are are back at the treehouse saying there's five apes. Which one are we taking to Vegas? <laughs> the one playing chess. The one who's playing chess. <laughs> Who is he so, playing chess with? I think he's playing against himself. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you know who I think they could have had play him and it would have worked is um, who Frazier. What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. I feel like they could have had Kelsey Grammer play this and it would have been good too. I think it would have been great. Are you just saying that because there's another actor in the film whose last name is Frazier? No, but <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, no, Kelsey Grammer would have been great. Um, I th- I mean, I think you could put a lot of British people in. I think I think if you... Yeah. I, I, okay, dream casting Anthony Hopkins. I think what? <laughs> That is so out of the blue. Why? The, gra- the gravitas that he could bring to that role, I think, just would be uh, would be stunning. Um, I, I think that would be pretty good. I'm I'm yeah. going for Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, no, I mean that would be good too. That would uh, this would have been like prime Frasier time too. Yes, yes, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that that might might have been helpful. But I mean, I think we only want to recast because John Cleese ended up being who he yeah, ended up being. So when Ape is saying to George, like, "Well, you and I are primate brothers," George, the line that got cut was like, "We're closer uh, to each other than those Muslims." Like <laughs> that all. Yeah. That all was left on the cutting room floor, um, and so. <laughs> Uh, Ape gets shot by a trank dart. Um, Ugh, it's so te- sad. Yeah, he tells Tuki Tuki, fly to San Francisco. <laughs> Find George. <laughs> Find George. Which, of course, Tuki Tuki does. Yeah, they have a, another great animated part where Tuki Tuki is flying and making a, <laughs> making a bird line to San Francisco <laughs> and, and finds George on the balcony of yeah. Leslie Mann's house. But uh, but before we get to that, we, we got to talk about the engagement party. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, first, Ursula has to explain to her parents who George is because she brings him to the engagement party. Yeah. Um, they actually fast forward her through the explanation, which is pretty funny. I love that. She sounds like a character from Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's really good. And her mom's response is, you've caught one of those dreadful jungle viruses that gets nice girls all confused. <laughs> I have no idea what she's talking about. She's freaking out, and they're like, fine, let's just meet this guy. Yeah. And while they're rolling in a <laughs> six-tier wedding cake, unfortunately, George starts swinging on a, some, I don't know what he's swinging on, but he swings into the cake yeah. and Ev- absolutely Ev- destroys it. Everybody says, watch out for that cake. Everybody's <laughs> gasp, gasp, gasp. 
Zoom tight shot of the figures on top of the wedding cake. Guess what? They're gasping too. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. And they end up using that cake anyway. It's destroyed, but they put some fruit on it. And the the party continues. And it is yeah. uh, attended by many people, including the mayor of San Francisco himself, making yet another cameo in another Disney movie. Uh, his first one being The Princess Diaries. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, he is Willie Brown. Oh, okay, Willie Brown at this time. Okay, so this yes. is post-Diane uh, Feinstein uh, flying the Confederate flag over City Hall. Yes, yes, correct. And Willie <laughs> okay. Brown, uh, the mayor after Willie Brown is Mayor Gavin Newsom, who I interned for, who is now the governor of California, who is a wank. I, I was about to say, every, everything seems to have worked out just fine with him, right? We, we hate him collectively, but <laughs> Willie Brown, not a bad guy. He has a, okay. great, he has a great memoir that I recommend reading. Okay. Um, as I said, I love San Francisco in the 90s. I grew up there at that time, so it really before the tech bros came, it really was the greatest city in the world. I believe that. Um uh, so George has has basically cleaned up a little bit from um slamming into the wedding cake. Uh, a little so bit. Mhm. There's a scene and I don't entirely know how we got here. I know that you know, Nadia is certainly not complaining, but uh, George is uh at the horse paddock. Yeah. Um, behind Leslie Mann's parents' house, and he's just ro- running. He's wilding out with the horses <laughs> in he's slow running, mo. <laughs> running around with the horses in slow mo, with his shirt like unbuttoned to his navel, mm-hmm. while every woman at the party is just at the fence watching him, just spontaneously squirting. <laughs> just <laughs> please stop! Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to die. That ruined that scene for me forever. <laughs> it's just you, my friend Tony, saying squirt. Oh. Anyway, so the girls. But are that like, is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. All the girls—they're all horny for George, as we all are. As we all are. And they are like, I can see why you would bring this guy back. And she's like, Yeah, I mean, he's a really great—he's a great person, just in general. Yeah. And um. Unfortunately, Tuki shows up and lets George know that Ape the Ape is in fucking peril. And because yes. George is the hero and saves those in peril, he has to go and save. He has to go back. Yeah. Now, I do I do want to call one other thing before um, he goes back to Africa and we start Act 3, motherfuckers. But the, <laughs> Oh my god, we're just... The, how long have we been recording? It's like almost over. <laughs> The, no, the uh, there's there's a visual gag in this scene that I love, which is um, uh, Ursula's mother pulls George aside, mm-hmm. essentially to threaten him. Yeah, George is eating a banana when she's talking to him, <laughs> and when she pulls him aside, he takes the half-eaten banana and tucks it into his inside jacket pocket, <laughs> which is really fucking funny to me. It's really good. Um, and so as they don't call attention to it or anything but it's just a really funny like background visual gag um and the mom like scares him away it's like don't you ever fucking come near my daughter again yeah or uh and the way the line is written is or i will take away your reason for wearing a loincloth because the first draft i assume was or i'll cut your dick off <laughs> yeah uh, and oh, then man then the other thing is as he goes back to africa her parent, Ursula's parents take her aside and is like, what is the deal with you and this guy? You're just acting completely nuts for him. And Ursula's like, wow, you're right. Yeah, 
I love him. Yeah, like she didn't know. <laughs> yeah, just that's when she realizes it, and it's when the parents' plan backfires on them. But um, George uh, <laughs> ships himself back to Africa well, via first, UPS. First, he runs down Lombard Street. What up, San Francisco, the greatest city <laughs> in the world? The greatest street in the world. It's a zigzag, bitch. Anyway, <laughs> now then he ships himself to Africa. The ships himself to Africa via UPS, gets some Nike Airs, and Hell starts yeah. running for Ape. That's how they paid for the Bay Bridge, probably. <laughs> the sponsorship from the Nike Airs. Now, as Ape is being dragged away by the poachers in a cage, he's getting back at him. drops a banana peel, classic. <laughs> Farts on their head, classic. Uh, the uh, poachers get into a fight with the narrator. <laughs> classic. A, a plus. A it was so cat. good. It's so good. I love the way that they did the sound editing for when the narrator is talking to them. It totally yeah. changes. It's amazing. They yeah. did such a great job. This, I don't know how this did not win awards. This surprisingly one of the few movies we've covered this season that was nominated for zero Oscars. Very upsetting. <laughs> Very upsetting. Deserved best actor for sure. Oh, 100%. Probably screenplay. Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> so, oh, this is why I think just the Academy does not respect it's comedy. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Fuck uh, them. <laughs> so, uh, just a, a really dumb slapstick fight scene between George and the poachers once George gets there. Um, Love they, the scene where he is punching one guy yes. while when he's uh, pulling when he his... pulls el- back. Yeah, he's elbowing the guy behind him and then punching the guy. And it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's great. Yes. Um, does the back and forth. They eventually get the better of him because they have guns. But yeah. then guess who swings in to rescue George? Fucking Ursula. It's Ursula. And then guess what Ursula does while she's swinging? She <laughs> runs into the tree. She hits a tree. She hits a tree. It's George, great. good teacher. <laughs> um, so so Ursula bails him out, but unfortunately, Lyle gets the better of all of them. I forgot about Lyle. Yeah. They really did a good job with that. This is, this is honestly, they should be teaching this in classes about three-act structure. I like, agree. This is, this is a, this is an airtight screenplay, hits every beat you're supposed to, makes you forget stuff, then brings it back right on time. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Also, a gag, again, I remember this from seeing this movie in my childhood. Lyle shows up, he's hired a bunch of German, like, mercenaries <laughs> to escort him through the jungle, and uh, when he when he shows up to get Ursula, he turns to them and he thanks them. He's like, thank you, Gunnar, Gunter, Hans, Jan, Phil. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And they're taking George away. And he is taking Leslie Mann. Uh, apparently, he had been at uh, staying with like a cult of some yes, kind. Yes, he, he became a minister in and a be- cult religion. Yeah. And then he's like, we're getting married here in the jungle. And he takes her away. And George gets taken away, and it's like all hope is lost. But guess what? Mm? The tiny monkey comes back. Oh, the tiny monkey! I love it. And George, George is like George gets the tiny monkey. Well, the tiny monkey gets a bongo gram out. That's that's where you send a telegram by bongo. <laughs> uh, the other the other apes show up in ninja gear with nunchaku and like throwing stars. Hell yeah! And fucking tie up all the german mercenaries and the poachers shep the elephant pisses on all of them um just and that's great. the last we see them of them ever last i think we they see die them there ever. lyle and ursula are in a canoe 
on the rapids. Yes. And Lyle's trying to do the uh, the marriage ceremony. Yeah, he's awful. He's dragging her by force, obviously. She kicks him in the shin a bunch of times. He just won't let her go. He doesn't know where he's going. They fall into a ravine that is, I'm sure, George's, uh, like, water slide that he likes <laughs> to play on and end up on some rip-roaring rapids. And it is, yeah. uh, it's perilous. It's perilous. So George now freed from the poachers and the mercs. He climbs up to the tallest tree in the jungle. He grabs a vine. And again, he addresses the camera, because, again, the audience is a character in this film. Yes. You are you are in on it. You are, you are clapping for the good guys, hissing for the bad guys. George looks <laughs> at the camera. He says, this biggest swing in jungle history, this going to hurt very much, but George has to do it. Now, I want to talk about this scene for a second. Okay. But first, I want to back up and I want to talk about Lord of the Rings. So, what? <laughs> you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. So, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings uh, explicitly as a Catholic allegory for how we live our faith and how we use that faith to build a better world. And what's interesting about Lord of the Rings is that when Frodo gets to Mount Doom, finally, at like the fucking end of the third movie, spoilers for the movie that came out in 2003, <laughs> uh, he doesn't throw the ring in, right? He's too yeah. corrupted by the power. Right. Uh, but... Gollum shows up, bites the ring off Frodo's finger, and the ring falls into the volcano and is destroyed. Frodo's greed and Gollum's, you know, uh, uh, cruelty and uh, rapaciousness um, were both flaws. But because of those flaws, good still triumphed. He, he, they, we, you know... We just got the the right people in the right places at the right time, and they weren't perfect people, but because of who they were, the right thing still happened. Thus, as George slams into a tree, <laughs> arguably his fatal flaw is that he can't stop fucking hitting trees when he swings. Right. It is in hitting a tree and knocking over that tree trunk to form a bridge that he saves Ursula and allows her to climb out of the canoe. In his weakness, he finds strength to save other people, and I just think that that makes this film really beautiful. You're going to make me cry. Because <laughs> now that you say that, every time that he has done a swing into a tree, it was on accident. But yes. this, he sacrificed himself. On purpose? He does it on, on purpose. purpose? <gasps> I'm going to need a minute. He does it on purpose. And now to ruin the mood, an ape climbs into the boat in <laughs> Ursula's place and holds Lyle down and fucks him. No, she just kisses him. <laughs> it's a children's movie. That that was something that I was like, oh. <laughs> An otherwise perfect movie. <laughs> so that's it. Like, George saves the day and it ends with a wedding between George and Ursula in the jungle. All her family and friends are there. Uh, all of his animal brethren are the service industry workers yeah. at the party. There's, there's a chimpanzee tending bar. Yeah, it's great. Everyone's having a great time. Also, and... in incredible visual gag where Ursula throws the bouquet <laughs> and a bridesmaid catches it. And then like a fully feral ape, like not an ape acting like a person, just like an ape that could rip your arms off, just steals it from her yes. and screams at her. Yes. 
And uh, her mom has this offhanded comment that she feels like Jane Goodall and Ape the Ape is like, ma'am, I know Jane Goodall and you are no Jane Goodall. (laughs) It was great. She got her comeuppance from an ape. Yeah, she just got owned. Yes, Um. and and then we fast forward (laughs) just a few years and uh, they're still happily married in the jungle, but they have a baby. A little baby. Yeah, and they live in the jungle. That's the other thing. They didn't move to San Francisco. Ursula moved into the treehouse. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Yeah. No earthly possessions, a... no worrying about who I'm going to be when I grow up kind of yeah. nonsense. She's just happy in the jungle with the man who's pure of heart, and that's lovely. And that's lovely. And they have a baby, and he is toddling around, and he runs into a tree. Yeah. That's very funny. Right and the narrow. that. Yeah. <laughs> And the narrator's like, so how does this defender of the weak, protector of the innocent, and all-around good guy get it all done? And Brendan Fraser turns to the camera and says, George, just lucky, I guess. And then they digitally insert them into the opening of The Lion King. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then it's, and then it's over. And then credits. Yeah, and but, you're like, but. Wow, wow, I guess that movie was perfect. No, we're going to make it more perfect because we're going to see that Ape the Ape now has a residency in Las Vegas. <laughs> Pl- playing alongside Britney Spears at Planet Hollywood. He is performing in Vegas and telling the story of George of the Jungle through song. Yeah. It's just, beautiful. Just a wonderful movie. Makes me smile ear to ear. Absolutely loved it. Love all the performances. Love the script. Love how much fun it is. I love that it's not just lowest common denominator sharks yeah. with uh, backwards baseball caps rapping in Italian or whatever <laughs> the fuck that movie was. And they did a Catholic funeral. Yeah. The f- what the fuck was that? We're not gonna. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I'm gonna focus on this movie that I liked, which was George of the Jungle. However, I have a review. Oh. Oh, I don't want to. It's going to ruin everything. Uh, it won't it will not ruin everything. But okay. um but it is a very negative review and I was surprised to read it. Um, oh, it's written by someone who doesn't know how to feel joy. That's exactly right. And I like I thought that was me. Like I will be honest, after the Shark Tale episode, I kind of reexamined. I'm like, is my heart made of stone? I, uh, I made you think about it, huh? Because you ma- you I was made like, me think about it. where is your childlike sense of wonder? But but this movie brought it back. Like, okay. okay. Uh, but it did not bring it back for Stephen Thompson of the AV Club, uh, who wrote in 1997, quote, This appalling desecration of <gasps> Jay Ward's 1960s cartoon series suffers from countless movie-ruining flaws. It gives us painfully broad, one-dimensional characters like Holland Taylor's scheming would-be mother-in-law or Thomas Hayden Church's oafish romantic rival. It's animatronic animals make the apes in Buddy, or for that matter, the title character in Howard the Duck, look like miracles of invention. In the lead role, a game Brendan Fraser delivers his lines in fractured jungle man speak that's embarrassing to behold. The romantic (gasps) storyline is as instantly predictable as romantic storylines get. The theme song, as performed by the presidents of the United States of America, is a tenth-rate rendition of the marvelous original. The script repeatedly falls back on fart and poop jokes, but it's not so much the details that illustrate why George of the Jungle is a failure, even as mindless kids movie fare. It's the fact that there is no way a live-action feature film based on on George of the Jungle would ever work in a million billion years. So I have a couple comments. He sounds like an incel. 
Yeah, I, the first is I am adding Stephen Thompson to the enemies of the pod list, uh, <laughs> along Thank with Mel, Mel Gibson and Adam Shankman. Uh, and then the the other, like, the, there are fart and poop jokes in this storyline. There's also other really funny jokes in this storyline that yeah. work. Um, the And quite frankly, like, this movie is based on a cartoon, and, and it's a smart cartoon. It's a mm-hmm. Jay Ward cartoon, but it's still broad and goofy and slapsticky, and I think this movie did a really good job sticking to that. Um, I just, you know, I was practically cheering in my house watching this, and I'm sorry, Stephen Thompson, that your heart is made of stone. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this isn't meant for him. It's meant for children and people who have a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Did you look at what other things he has reviewed well? Uh, no, I haven't because I'm scared to look at it. He probably loves Garden State. He probably thought that that was really good. That was really deep. Like, yeah. it was deep. It like, was it made like him the- think. The end when uh, the song Let Go uh, starts playing and... Um, <laughs> by what's the name of the group the Imogen heaps thank you fru fru Imogen heaps group um uh let go starts playing and like you pan over all the other characters and that were in the movie uh including like the the rich uh friend from high school who invented uh noiseless velcro like that was really powerful yeah that's what i that's what that's what you sound like stephen thompson he was so in it god damn it but now I'm, why are you now, reminding me of like the five worst movies we've done because i feel like that's the kind of movie that stephen thompson would like you know he probably thinks like beautiful girls is really good even though yeah. natalie portman's underage you know what i mean yeah bringing down the house tells us more about the state of race relations in america than any <laughs> stephen thompson you're on our shit list you're on our shit list stephen thompson wow imagine just not feeling joy I, I, it couldn't be me <laughs> i'm so glad that you are rethinking the way that you approach life because of our pod because yeah because of something you said to me yes yeah yeah i am <laughs> so powerful uh what about our friends at commonsensemedia.org well this doesn't have a whole lot of reviews because it is highly rated so of course uh, well of course yeah. it is it's a great film yeah and it's you know you know it's always different when actual users and you know normal people are writing about uh, movies or reviewing movies generally people will write a five star and then let it go uh, the people who actually leave comments generally are a little bit out of their minds and uh, for this one there were only nine reviews from adults and seven reviews from kids a lot of it is just you know they say the word ass but um, that's just like to let people know what's in there there is a little bit of sexual innuendo we have to admit that that's there poop and fart jokes etc sure the one review that i will share is not even about the movie it's about the movie the review itself but the review itself blows my mind it is quote all 14 of my kids loved it and it had my three wives and i laughing so hard we were in stitches oh jesus christ don't know who this person is but there's a lot to unpack so yeah, it's, I'm surprised they get in uh, internet in that compound in Arizona, but <laughs> but good for them. <laughs> that one was a five star review. Not surprised. This was one of the highest rated common sense media. Um, just of all of the pod 
episodes we've had. Yeah. Those movies have ranged between three and four stars. Some one, like Bringing Down the House, is yeah. between one and two. But yeah. this one was a five star. So I guess here's my question. If you had to be a child bride, but <laughs> your husband had good taste in comedy and liked George of the Jungle... <laughs> I hate this question. <laughs> What's the actual question? No, I, I, w- would you would you be down for that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, I, was just, uh, that, yeah, I wouldn't no. either. I'm glad we I'm glad we're both on the same page with that. Um, another would you film, be down? <laughs> another another film that came out uh, around the, it might have been the same year, might have been two years before. There was a live action adaptation of the Flintstones. Um, oh yeah i believe also did really well at the john box office goodman and... john, yeah john goodman and rick moranis uh so i didn't include it on the list because i assumed if john goodman and rick moranis were in it it was probably really good <laughs> i love that movie yeah uh, it's um it's i'll tell you the, the premise uh fred is basically there is a um a promotion available at the quarry and they do like Ky- an aptitude test right yeah they do an aptitude test and kyle mclaughlin is that his name yes kyle. yeah, yeah he's, the he's, bad guy. Play- he, he's the bad guy he plays the boss and he has a hot secretary that's played by hallie Halle Berry. that's right and and fred uh switches his test with barney's and he ends up being the boss but barney was supposed to be the boss and it causes a rift in their friendship it ends up being a, a scam of a of a thing and so fred has to do all kinds of illegal shit and get in, gets in trouble rosie o'donnell is betty Yes. And the the girl that Tom Hanks fucks in Big is Wilma. Oh, Elizabeth Perkins. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's great. I liked uh, that movie a lot. Yeah, so I would just say if you um if you come across any live action adaptations of 1960s children's cartoons, you're probably <laughs> probably worth watching, folks. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this one's on Disney Plus. Watch it tonight. It's only 90 minutes long. Um, it's and study fantastic. three act stu- structure in the best possible way. Best they possible really, way. really should teach this in school. They should. They should teach this in all the schools. Yeah. <laughs> Not even film schools. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> just like the, for social studies. Like, this should be. This should be in like the standard like liberal arts. You know how people are like, oh, the dead white man. Like, oh, we're, we're reading all fucking like Charles Dickens. And, yeah, uh, Grapes of Wrath. Uh, yeah, great. Well, Grapes of Wrath is good. It's about strikes. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, and Grapes of Wrath. You're like, no, read the screenplay to George of the Jungle. It's by women. It's by women, and uh, it rules. <laughs> yes, it's great. Wait. Is it by women or is it by a man? I know one of the one of the writers is a woman, but the other one his their name is Dana, and that's also a man's name. So I don't want to I don't want to say. Okay, so to conclude this episode, the thrilling answer to the question who wrote George of the Jungle? <laughs> we're both going to IMDb, uh, and we're uh, so let me see. Uh, Dana Olson has a story credit. I don't know if he, she, they... Oh, no, they, they're also credited with the screenplay. Dana Olson is... Drumroll. Uh, does not have a picture on IMDb. Hang so on. we can just say that they are a uh, non-gender... No, no, he's a, he's a dude. He's a dude. Damn it! Well, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> like, written... <laughs> 
it's like screenplay credited to uh who who's the female uh screenwriter i'll probably delete some of this noise screenplay credited to audrey wells and non-binary <laughs> dana olsen we love this movie i kind of want to watch it again yeah it's great. My wife was like, oh, I'll watch George of the Jungle with you if you want. And just because of the way the schedule worked out, I ended up watching it by myself. And she's like, oh, oh well, no big deal. I'm like, no, I'll watch it again with you <laughs> right now. It's so good. It's so fantastic. Uh, Brendan Fraser, incredible. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, DM Nadia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's single now. According to a, an interview with GQ, Okay. He is divorced, which is unfortunate. And, you know, yeah. he's he's pretty heartbroken about it. But he also is an archer. Oh, my God. It's a great hobby to have. And, a, you know, and he'll protect you. He'll so. protect me. And he has a horse. I don't know. So, I, so I have get, a lot of feelings. He has a horse and you end up marrying Brendan Fraser, which I think is probably the most likely outcome of this episode. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you can just like, hey, Brendan, can you do the thing? <laughs> from george the jungle with the horse where you run back and forth with the horse and your shirt's open and you're like moving kind of slow we'll call it the fabio <laughs> that's, uh, so that's the kind of foreplay i need that's <laughs> god you got to say squirt shut up <laughs> uh so we'll uh we'll probably just end the episode there folks probably yeah. should have uh facebook twitter instagram probably should have uh please subscribe please uh leave us a review if you can and i believe this is episode 11 of season three which means we only got three episodes left for the season oh my Uh, goodness so get excited folks we got some bangers coming up we'll see you next week bye Exactly.